As a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall God rejoice in you. What does it mean that the Lord of the universe, the God that created everything in existence, rejoices over you? Because that's what the scripture in our first reading said. It said, your God shall rejoice in you. As a bridegroom rejoices in his bride, so shall your God rejoice in you. Now, this is very specific. It doesn't mean he will rejoice in you as a general people. No, this is very specific. Singular person rejoicing that singular person. The bridegroom and the bride. The Lord and you. What does it mean that the Lord rejoices in you? He has made us all so uniquely different. What kind of creative mind would think up a concept like that of genetics and say, I love these creations that I have made from the smallest bug to humans to the biggest animal that roams the land or the sea. I love each one so much that I will never make two of them exactly the same. God loves all his creatures enough to make them each unique, non-repeated individuals. We would know that just by looking at nature. And what's better is that our diversity is the source of our beauty. The great range of human personalities are what make the tapestry of life colorful. Look at your stained glass windows right now. Turn your heads. Look at them. If it was one color, it would be boring. If it was the same, it would not give you an image to look at in beauty. But it is because there are distinct differences that your eyes see and you see the contrast, which makes it beautiful. And humanity is exactly the same, except we are more intimately created and wonderfully loved than a stained glass window. So God has made each one of us unique and wonderful. We are different in type, but we are equal in dignity. Men and women are not the same. We are, in fact, opposite. That's how you distinguish, distinguish one classification from another. There must be distinct and beautiful differences for us to know something is not like the other. Men and women are different, yes, but one is not better than the other. There is not one person that by themselves is better than any other person ever created. It is the beauty of diversity that truly makes us great as a human race. And this is why scripture said that God rejoices in you. Because each one of us can offer God something that is particular only to us. It's as special as each of our fingerprints. I can praise God in a way that only I can praise him. You can praise God in a way that only you can do. It is a special and unique bond between you and the God of the universe that you are unique and you are the only one that can offer praise to God in the way that you can do it. No one else can adequately offer praise in the way that you can. We can all do it differently, but never the same. So while our gifts are being used in different ways, we are all beautiful because of our similarities. Now the second reading points out that the different gifts of the Spirit help show our diversity. But all of the gifts of the Spirit are used in a similar way. They are used in service of God and his people. So while our gifts are different and our ministries are rarely the same, we are called 
No matter what age or level of disability we have, we are called to participate in the common ministry of the church. But sometimes we either need clarification or we need to ask the Lord for something in prayer, and we may get scared. So for hope, we turn to the gospel. How should we ask the Lord, especially if we are afraid to ask him for something big? We should look at Mary and we should ask the Lord boldly. We should ask the Lord as she did. She is not deterred. She asks the Lord and then is confident that he will produce a solution for the problem at hand. Mary doesn't even have the problem directly, but she acts almost in a prophetic way. She acts as she will for eternity in heaven. She acts as a mother for all, and her concern for her children leads her to ask her son for things unimaginable. And Jesus responds. He does not leave Mary without an answer. He does not let the problem persist. He acts. He responds to his mother's request and produces a healing of the problem at hand. So we too should follow Mary's example in everything and especially in this too. We should ask the Lord boldly without inhibition and not be afraid if at first we get pushback in prayer. For Jesus responds first to his own mother, what concern of this is mine? He demurs, but eventually he does what his mother asks him to. So today's homework for you is this. Be uniquely you. Be the you that God created you to be, for you are the only one that will ever be able to fill that space in creation. Foster those gifts and those talents that you have so that they may be used in some form of ministry. If you are a shut-in, maybe your ministry is checking on other shut-ins by making phone calls. If you are able, find opportunities to volunteer somewhere, anywhere, for we cannot be a church that just focuses internally. We have to be out and doing the work of the Lord in every sector that we exist in. But this week, I want you to spend time in prayer and ask the Lord directly, Lord, who have you created me to be? How am I supposed to benefit humanity? Because we are all so unique and beautiful in our diversity. But the Lord has placed the same ministerial call on each and every one of us. But it's up to us to figure out where that should be. So therefore, this week, I simply want you to ask the Lord who it is that you have been created to be. And then I want you to be that person. It's ridiculously simple. This is called ordinary time that we are in, but you are still called by the Lord every day to be extraordinary. You are called to benefit humanity in a way that only you are individually prepared to do. And ultimately, all of our gifts as collective humanity should be in the service to God and his church. <laughs>